Howdy, y'all. We're gonna do it again. We're gonna make a podcast. <laughs> it's very rare. You saying out the <laughs> gate on that one. It's very rare that we do one take at the very beginning. I'm waiting for the music to kick up again. No, I made sure to turn it off. If it's going to, the music would kick in in three, two, one. Burnt. Burn oh, it. We got it. Burn it. That's usually what happens to us, guys. Usually, I didn't mute the music track, and so in the middle of it, we got the music blaring. My bad. It's all good. Dude, they don't know. Dude. They they only know that this happens because we talk about it. They would be oblivious. Yeah. Well, I don't want them to think. I, I mean, I had people out of state contact me. How do you guys do your podcast? Because it sounds so it professional. It sounds good. It's good. We like it. Shout out to Bobby Davis hey, up in Indiana. BD. Is that somebody you know? Or yeah. No, no. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we go to Honduras with them. We know nice. them through like a Honduras mix. Um, Honduras. We see him at some conferences sometimes. It's great. Orange Conference. You go uh, to a conference this year? Mm, so Bob Goff does a conference? Yeah. That's a good one, right? Did you see how much it is? No. I, I, I'm, not, I'm still too new at this to know what I'm supposed to be doing as far as conferences go. You have a continuing... Well, no. You're, all of your continuing education it's is going, going to actual education. It's going to your grad work. <laughs> Mine is done. I get to go to conferences. I don't know if the church will swing $2,800 for me to go to California. <sighs> not to, including airfare? Not including airfare. To Bob Goff's like ranch that they do. like. That sounds awesome, though. They had one on... like. Uh, writing oh definitely don't need that i, I mean like i do need that it's, if you read my emails it is riddled mary beth laughs at me she's like it's like a writing retreat yeah and, but he has a he has a new one coming out or a new one they're doing on public speaking nice i thought i'd do that yeah so sorry I, I'm, I'm not I'm i interrupted not. you uh oh yeah the conferences no well we usually do like a family faith at home ministry one i don't know yeah um anyways i like to tell people when we mess up. Yes. Because I don't want them to think that we're too professional at you this. you got to live authentically in front of I'm people. holding this microphone. You look really awesome. I've only done this one other time. <laughs> and that was the solo one I did in my truck while I was at the beach. Now I've got a visual of what you looked like doing that. In the dark. In the beach. Or, you look or, like you're interviewing someone. It's hard for me to really describe. I'm interviewing you. Yeah, there you go. I came, we came to this podcast. Where I'm just going to throw it out there. And I said, I have all the questions. I have the verse. You just show up. I said, you show up. I'll take care of this one. <laughs> so this one may be a short one, maybe a really long one. I doubt it. Um, but I think this one will be um, uh, a blessing. Uh, we Again, every time we do a podcast, we hope it is a blessing to you all mm. uh, for listening. Um, one, because we're going to read the word of God. And yeah. when you read the word of God, you're going to be blessed if you're, if you're open to it. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. <laughs> Again, we are two babbling buffoons talking about the Bible. Mm, giving it our best shot. Yeah. Which I don't know if they know this. That was the title of our podcast for a while. What was it? Babbling buffoons. Ah, yes. We like the word buffoons because I it wasn't it babbling buffoons talking Bible. No, it the triple B podcast. <laughs> it was the babbling buffoons. Oh, and then we were like, it needs to have the Bible. It needs in to it. have the Bible in the title. And so then we. So people know what they're getting into. Yeah, because who knows? Like, this isn't about. It just got dark in here. Yeah. We're also in your office. This is a new location. We are in your office. No one else is here. I think, yeah. We have one more person in the office for like 30 more minutes. Yes. And so we can, we usually don't do it in here because. There's a lot. We, lot don't, we don't know what's happening. A lot of bustling. But bustling I know right now no one's going to be in here. Yeah. Um, hey, today was a big day for us. It was special day. Special day. I couldn't tell. Did your wife? Did you get emotional? I got a little emotional. You did. I can't tell if she did or not. But I'm. I'm You're a softy. I'm no good. I'm no good. <laughs> <laughs> today was um, my oldest. Your youngest. It yes. was their day school graduation. It's the last week of uh, day school. 4K graduation. Mm -hmm. I think. We are in a weird spot because he's coming back next year. Right. He's not going he to kindergarten. He's got birthday on the line. He has that June birthday, so we're going to hold him back. Mm -hmm. um, and we haven't figured out how we're going to – like. he's not going to do graduation next year. Yeah. I think we might go – Maybe he could like 
work graduation, like hand out the Bibles or he something. He would not be good at that. I don't know. Maybe in a year he hey, would be. Hey, a year from now, it would be a whole different kid. I think Mary Beth came with the idea, we're going to go on a trip. That's a good idea. Just like during this last few days, yeah. being like, hey, let's just go for a trip. So he's not like, well, how do I get to graduate again? Well, you graduated last year. You don't yeah. get two. And you know what? I guess they could. No one would really care. Right. He graduated twice. Get, get another of those Bibles. Uh, we already have 17 of those Bibles. Yeah. It's a good Bible, though. It's a great Bible. Yeah. Um, well, it's like the... Jesus Storybook Jesus Bible. Storybook Bible. Definitely would plug Jesus Storybook Bible. Yeah, it's awesome. And like the um, artistry, so cool. there's a word for that. But the illustrations, the illustrations <laughs> are really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's done really well. But um, I think we give those out for like baby dedication and we give those out for everything. Mm-hmm. So I think this is now our – and people give them as gifts. Right. I think we might have five. You can't have too many. I think we've given a lot of them away to oh, other yeah, people. Like, yeah. hey – it's a great Bible. Here you go. And it also happens with twins. Right. Like, you get two of everything. And you really only need one. Thankfully, though, I think, because I'm somewhat over baby dedication with faith and home ministry and children's ministry, I was like, give us one. Yeah. Like, don't give my family two of these Bibles. I don't need it. Yeah. But you get a little emotional? Yeah. So um, they really do the graduation big. For the day school, I year. mean, cap and gown, they the music. Gown, they sing songs. Our preacher gives a, a little talk. Yeah, and they, they walk up and they get the they, they, they the walk diploma. the stage yes. and get their diploma. Yeah, but I I was good for all of that until we did the blessing. And oh, so where you read we read the numbers twenty six. They they led us through uh, the blessing from Numbers. You know, may the Lord bless you and keep, keep you. you. And he was like, put your hand on oh. your child somewhere and just speak this blessing. And I was like, I was good until that. And I was like, hold it together. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's so. okay. Well, I started tearing up when he told the story of Mark Holman, who yeah. does a lot of these faith at home ministry books and conferences and stuff. He, he said the founder of the faith at home movement. I was like, that's a pretty cool legacy. Like, well, I say the movement, he has an organization called faith at home, right? So he started that organization. Faith at home organization started Deuteronomy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Way back. <laughs> it started way back when Deuteronomy six, um, well said, that's a good point. have that, but he did start that or which we use Moses a lot of their stuff. Started it. <laughs> I think God, I think, I think, I think that was day one. I think that was day one stuff back then. Um, so we do a thing. So I may have told the story before on here. I know I told it when I preached one time. Sorry if I'm repeating myself. When, when Jack was born, he's about to be five. So almost five years ago, you know, you're all this thing is our first child. I got to remember to diapers and the feed and to do this and to do that and the medicine. And I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I, I remember it, he was, he was very, I don't know. This might've been why he's in the hospital and I'm rocking him. And you know, it's the three, 2 AM, 3 AM, yeah. no sleep. And it popped in my head of like, uh, I need to start saying a blessing over my kid. Mm. And so I was like, Oh, there's something in the Bible about the Lord bless you and keep you. <laughs> and so I started reciting it. Yeah. Did not recite it correctly. That's all good. But we have made up our own blessing. Oh, cool. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he shine his face upon you. May you seek him and serve him all the days of your life. I love that. So just that. So we have said that over our kids and now Jack says it over the boys, the twins every night, almost every night of their lives. They've had this set over them. But he told the story of Mark Holman of like saying it to his little girl. She gets 18. She goes to college and goes, Daddy, you didn't bless me. And I might be tearing up now. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> that's going to be so soon. Yeah, That's going to be so soon. But just having that like legacy of blessing your kids. So yeah. if you have kids now and you're like, well, they're 12 and I've never. You could start anytime. Start right now. Yeah. Start right now saying that prayer over them or whatever prayer you make up. It doesn't have to be a straight scripture, but mm-hmm. just bless your child. Um, and you will be blessed by it every time we say that. And now it turned the corner when Jack says it with us at night for the twins. Yeah. We're like, oh, he he gets that's, it. That's, that's he imprinted knows it. on his little yes, heart. Yes, he knows it. So, yeah. Shout out to Homewood Day School. I think this past Man. year, two years ago, they won like best day school in Homewood. Yeah. They're, they knock it out of the park. Uh, so we're so blessed by them. It's the end of an era for the Richardsons. We know. We've had, we've had a kid in the day school for for nine years straight and this will be this will be our first year without one 
I don't know how many years. We'll we'll be right about that because Jack will do it twice and yeah. the boys will do it twice because mm-hmm. they're August birthdays. So yeah. I don't want to add up the money oh. that that is. I'm about to get a raise. <laughs> and that's what Brett said. Yeah. Right. We talked to say we, we're going to get a raise and this is over um, with that. Well, on the topic of, you know, we you know had our senior Sunday um, like two to three or so weeks ago. Um, we had the great uh, the day school graduation. I know all the high schools are graduating next week. It's the last week of school. Our summer interns. I thought I was going to have our intern, one of our interns, Rachel, in here with us. She's going to produce. <laughs> she might need to produce this, uh, but she was like, "I'll just come after." Which I didn't tell her. I was like, "You can come hang out while we're doing a podcast." Yeah. Smart on her part because we would have been asking her questions, and, and that would have been like, uh, "Welcome to your summer internship." The first time I met her in person. <laughs> Hi, I'm Justin. I do a podcast. Welcome. You're on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, we had this new kind of season of transition. Right. Summertime. Mm-hmm. Our pool opens up Saturday. Great time. Are you guys going here. Saturday? I think we are. I think the high is like 92. I'm not giving the pool. I'll have to because I have little ones. The pool will be absolutely freezing It'll be 40 degrees. <laughs> yes. The pool gets so cold. Um, I have to because our little kids can't swim yet. I'll, I'll cheer you on from the sidelines. Thank you. <laughs> they b- b- bring me like a coffee. Okay. Like a warm, we'll warm hot coffee. We'll, we'll, bring a, a thermos and a, and a NASA blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Silver reflective shiny yeah. NASA blankets. I'm down. Um, but in this time of transition, um, navigating different changes in your life, mm. um, you know, how are you with that? Yeah. Um, are, or, 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 or I'll ask you this question to start off. What is one of, cause it's probably hard for you to nail down one, yeah. but what is one of the biggest um, changes in your life? You're 36. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're 36. So 36 years, what has been one of the biggest changes of your life? So me personally, not necessarily thinking about my kids. I mean, that's one I, of them. Well, I got two big ones. Okay. I think. And I, I, I imagine this is big for everybody, but one when you get dropped off at college, oh, like you hug your parents, you and say that goodbye. was some hours away, right? Yeah, for me, so I was I was like two and a half, three yeah. hours from home. Yeah, they drive away, walk back into your dorm or your apartment or whatever, and you shut the door, and you're like, I'm by well, myself. <laughs> this is new, yeah. and all of a sudden, like you get to make you're the adult. big decisions in your life. What yeah. you're going to eat, when you're going to go to bed, you know, who you're going to hang out with. Yeah. And I think that the reason that stands out to me, it's because a lot of times you go through these transitions in life and you're not really aware of the transitions. It doesn't oh. feel really real mm. to you until you look back on it. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. But that was one of those that immediately I was like, uh-oh, something's different now. And and I I've never lived at home again. You know, I I, I did summer school every year at college. Yeah. So I never went home. I've been on my own, you know, whatever yes. that means. Yeah, 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 yeah. Since I was 18. So that was a big one. Then the second one is huge. The birth of that first child. Yeah. Would uh, you say the birth of the first child more so than marriage than your first year of marriage. So your first year of marriage and your first six months of a child. Right. Yeah. Getting married is obviously a huge transition, learning how to live with somebody else, learning how to be a good husband, Mm -hmm. learn how to be a husband. Actually just first, not you got (laughs) to even understand. We are still learning how to be good husbands. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, But man, there was, there was, and and another one of those see i guess maybe that's why i didn't think about that because it didn't you know we had been engaged you've been with that person we, we were we had dated for it a wasn't while. like an arranged marriage where you met yeah. them and said now you're married here right. you go it, from we, now on we eased right into marriage yeah. easily okay. i think i didn't i didn't i didn't think about that but yeah that makes sense but that another just like literally like split bo- second bomb drop moment he's born and they handed him to me and it's like, all right, dad, I'm in, I'm in a whole new world. Now I am responsible for this little person. Yeah. And that was, uh, shocking. I mean, that first year of, of parenthood is absolutely insane. Like, you know, it's what you just described. You're like, you're changing diapers. You, you don't know what you're doing. I think that's the only common denominator. Did you read any books? 
Uh, I read a few books. Wow. See, I, when have I say you, I read a few books, I skimmed a few books. Of, oh, yeah. I mean, of course. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> uh, but, like, it absolutely did not prepare me for the reality of parenthood. And honestly, like, I don't know how, how good of a, a dad I was that first year. It was just such a big learning curve, you know? Going from going from no kids to one kid was probably our most dramatic yeah. thing. You know, a lot of people struggle with that from one kid to two kids, and then definitely from two to three plus. Yeah. But for but that us, first though, going from no kid to all of a sudden your whole world like how long were y'all married before the first kid came? About three years. Okay. About three years. We were six years. Yeah. So we had six years of like, and and we look back now. What do we do? <laughs> yeah, what did you do with all your time? What did we do? Yeah, man, I I could have. We should have traveled. I, I would I would be like trilingual. Like I should have <laughs> I should know multiple multiple languages yeah. and crafts. And it's like oh, I wasted a lot of time. Um, when everyone said, "Hey, did you see, you know that TV show?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course I did." <laughs> now they're like, "Do you see that movie that came out?" I'm like, "No." They're like it came out nine years ago. I'm like, "No, oh. I'll get there." It came I'll out get, five years ago. I don't I'll get I, there eventually. I have not seen it. Um. Yeah, I I think I have a kid. Like for me, I never changed a diaper until my sons when I was in the hospital. Okay. I'm, I'm an only child. I think I think that's true for me also. I may have changed uh, my sister's daughters okay. like one time. Yeah, and I remember being like, I don't think I'm qualified to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's now funny, I'm, I remember that first time in the hospital, and and now here in the hospitals here in Birmingham, like they don't have they strongly encourage at, the, at our hospital, like don't put them to the nursery. Yeah. Like we're only going to nursery. If, if there's an issue with you or the baby and they need to go back, it's yours. Yeah. So they do that and they leave and you're like, uh, when, when do I change this thing? Yeah. Uh, whenever you need to. And I'm like, yeah. and so it was me doing all do that. You have a, do you have a, a manual? Yeah. And we take those classes and those yeah. dummies and I'm like, yeah, I could change a dummy in two seconds. Yeah. But when it's your kid, it's kind of like, They're Oh moving. my word. Now, so strong? now with the twins, yeah, wow. I feel like we're in the rodeo. Like you can time me. Like I think we are pros now <laughs> at changing diapers and putting on pajamas and clothes. Yeah, in two seconds. But yeah, so that being the biggest change, do you like transition and changes in your life and like new seasons? Yeah. If we were to put that, like, are you someone who looks forward to change and new seasons? I mean, you. You've been in this role a year and a half, two years. It'll be two years in July. July is yeah. two years. Okay, with the pandemic, man, I forget. We lost a year. I, I'm like, I'm like, you've been here a year, right? Like, yeah. it's been two years. Like, I don't even know. Um, so that's a a bigger transition mm -hmm. of your life, where you change careers, right? Um, and I know you're excited about that, mm -hmm. but then you also started an axe business mm -hmm. some years back, and did that. But is is new transitions, new seasons. Is that something that you look forward to? Is that something that excites you? Or are you usually like, oh, no? Um, it's hard for me to think about that question without the parental lens, you know, because okay. I think there's this weird paradox of being a parent because um, you want your kids to grow and be healthy and to progress in the things that they're supposed to do. And I feel like as a parent, the tendency is, or at least for me, is to always be looking to that next thing. Well, when are they going to do this? Like oh, when they're yeah. little, it's like, when are they going to walk? When are they going to start to talk? When, Out of when diapers, are they going to go to school? Do when are they going to go to yeah, preschool? Yeah, when are they going to yeah, go to yeah, real yeah, school? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so you're constantly. Hey man, day school is real school, man. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it costs more than real school. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, but your, your, your mental life is kind of wrapped up in this next. What's coming next? What's next for my kids? But then there's also this kind of, I want to say sadness. Okay. But I don't know if that's the right way to think about it. But uh, you sort of, and this, man, this is some heavy language. I don't really mean it to be this heavy, but you sort of mourn the, no. end, the end of something. And the even though the beginning of something new is really good, like, you know, I, I'm so happy for Jude that he is done with day school and uh -huh. that he's getting to start kindergarten in the fall. But it's also like, that time is over yeah. him coming with me to the office yeah, and, and being able to us. walk him down to school and him being 30 seconds away from me whenever yeah. I need him is over. Yeah. And 
so there i think there's just this for me personally i don't know if everybody's like this but there's it's always a little mix of uh excitement and anticipation about the transition and moving on to something new but the cold hard reality that that time that we had is gone yeah there's only it's always moving forward you know so yeah. for me and and i think outside of parenthood i'm a pretty forward-looking person yeah uh I, i'm not one that dwells on the past very much i i just kind of have my eyes kind of mm-hmm. forward um and i think that can be to a fault sometimes yeah. <laughs> i'm not very good at keeping up with people keeping up yeah. with friends that aren't you know still around um so in general, I, I, I look forward to transitions. I, I'm, I, I'm always excited about the future. Um, and so thinking about what's coming next is sort of in my, my nature. But as a, as a parent, it's, there's always a mix of that. Well, and I think there's this void. There's yeah. this area of, of mourning, of reflective, mm. of, okay, now things change. Right. And so especially now, because it's going to be a normal summer for you. Mm-hmm. So this next... 11, 12 weeks is going to be pretty normal. Right. But fall is going to be different. Right. So like, you're going to have some time to be like, Oh yeah, it's back to normal. We're going to the pool this weekend. We're going to be hanging out and then all these things. And then it's like, Oh no fall. Yeah. He's going to school. Yeah. Um, and kind of having that, I, I, I think I'm somewhat the same way. You know, your kids are older parent wise. So we got home. Um, and it was really a cool moment because we, we kept our little kids here at the day school as long as we could. Yeah. And then we got to take Jack back home. My mom. Some one-on-one in-laws. time. Yeah. yeah. And he wanted, he was like, I want Chick-fil-A. So we got a Chick-fil-A got tray it, of nuggets. And what do you want? We got you some fries. We all, I want lemonade. And you got your lemonade, buddy. We got your cookies. We'll do all those things. So that was fun. And, um, but then Mary Beth pulled up her phone and was airplaying like, baby videos of Jack and then all the way to like the twins, like we're in the hospital seeing the twins and Jack seeing them and all this stuff. And it was like a quick trip down memory lane. It was like, Oh, Oh, I remember that day. Like, Oh, I remember what's going to happen next in this video. Cause I remember that day so well. And I'm usually typically pretty bad about that. Mm. I I think I'm kind of like you, especially in my ministry. I'm six months ahead. Yeah. I'm five months ahead. Like, I'm already about to be like, I need my 2022 calendar mm-hmm. so I can start planning for December and January. Right. And so I'm, I'm, I'm always looking forward. What's the next thing we can do instead of reflecting on the time that we had. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was very, um, uh, uh, um, grateful for my wife pulling up the phone and kind of looking at old pictures and videos and stuff like that with the transition. Well, this kind of led me into, we're going to get the Bible talk guys. <laughs> this is going to lead us into a passage that, um, kind of hit me today. We were sitting here. I mean, we're going to go behind the curtain. Mm. We didn't have a topic until like two hours ago. Yes. This week has been weird. Day school has been weird. I got like my summer interns are showing up today. You it just, there's teach a, tonight. they got teach tonight. There's a lot of stuff going on. So I'll sit with my father-in-law who's been a minister for, ever 35 36 years whatever it is um for a while and i was like hey johnny i need a topic i was like <laughs> i need a topic that we can talk about right and he kind of talked about this transition time and then he talked about some things and i almost said hey buddy you're about to come to the office with me <laughs> we're about to have our first guest speaker on here and gonna interview you and he's like uh, i think we need to drive back to nashville um <laughs> but me and him bounced some things just kind of talking and having fun and then i came up with this a verse, um, or I went across this verse, Ecclesiastes three, one through eight. So going back to the OT, um, I'll give you a very quick Ecclesiastes. It doesn't say who the writer is. Mm -hmm. It says by the preacher in verse one, one. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people think it is King Solomon. Mm -hmm. It's definitely from like the Solomon period. Yes. Uh, so probably about not Not definitely the best research. (laughs) Yes. It says about, a little before 931 BC. So about 900 years before Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, so this is a while ago, the old Testament. Um, and he really looks at this practical, again, we like practical things. Yeah, we talk sure. about a lot, but, um, living a human life, being here on earth, having this wisdom, uh, um, this deal, um, with that. So Ecclesiastes, uh, three, one through eight, if you don't mind reading that, Chris. Sure. 
there's an occasion for everything and a time for every activity under heaven, a time to give birth and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to em avoid embracing, a time to search and a time to count as lost, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Yeah, thank you. Um, and we're not going to go through every single one of these. Um, and I'm not even going to really hit on any single one of these, but the big picture is there is a season for everything. Mm. And in your life, you are going to encounter every season, right? There's going to be hurt and there's going to be rejoicing. There's going to be anger. There's going to be happy. There's going to be excitement. There's going to be sad. There's all of these things mourning this question. There's a time for everything, right? Um, and so how do we as humans, how do we as people here in 2021, um, how do we embrace that? Mm. How do we embrace the knowledge that uh, um, there's, there's going to be multiple seasons? And we use the word seasons. We don't mean summer, fall, spring, <laughs> autumn, winter, all that stuff, right? Like we are now about to transition in the summer here pretty soon. It's mm -hmm. getting a little warmer outside. We're excited for that season. But really, there's a, there's a time in your life, and we use the word seasons, you are going to hit all of these. Mm. There's a time to be quiet. And there's a time to speak. And there's a time to tear down and a time to build and a time to uproot and a time to plant. There's all these things. How do we handle that? Yeah. What should be our call and how should we know going forward? Cause there's some people that, you know, eat the same thing for breakfast, lunch and dinner. <laughs> and the, it's like, um, Quack work. It's, it's like, like clock work. It's <laughs> like if a duck had a clock and it turned it into a quack work. <laughs> it's like clockwork where it's like they have a routine, routine and a rhythm in their life. Right. And if anything is thrown into that, it ruins our day. It ruins our week. Cause like, mm. Oh, how can this, I didn't plan for this. Right. And as Christians, we can't plan for everything. Right. Um, I think we're we called, shouldn't plan. For I everything. was going to say, I think we're called maybe not to plan for every yes. single thing. Cause then you're not leaving room for the spirit and for God yes. to work and for you to, move and flow and go with the waves of the spirit takes you sure. rather than be like, no, I got a speedboat. I know where I'm going no matter what happens. Yeah. Um, and kind of having that deal, uh, you know, for us in this, having these seasons. So there's a few things that I wanted to look at is, you know, as we go from one season to another, and really I look at a time of transition. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, as one season ends, and one season begins, there's always a time of transition. Right. And sometimes that may take a month, mm -hmm. two weeks. Sometimes that may be a second. Like we knew, you know that Jude is going to school in the fall. Right. So you have time. We knew that graduation date at the beginning of school this year, we knew what graduation date was. Right. So it wasn't caught off guard. Now maybe we were going, oh man, it's already here. But it didn't surprise us. But there are things, sickness and death and hurts and a lot of things uh, or, or new jobs, raises, what, whatever it may be that may happen and, and you don't even know it. Mm -hmm. And your transition time is very quick. Right. Um, but regardless if it is a quick transition time or a known transition time, you're going to go through one. Right. From season to season, there's going to be a transition. So how do you handle those? Yeah. Um, how do you uh, prepare? And what should your motivation be or your out outlook is better? What should your outlook be in a time of transition. Um, uh, one of the things looking at is um, look for the gift in the transition of the seasons. Mm. And, you know, you said, you know, hey, you're pretty forward thinking, forward looking right. to the next. Are you looking for the gift of this time is over? Let me reflect on it. Mm. And then let me be... Um, look for the gift that is about to come. Mm. Even if it is a tough transition, right? Um, how are we looking for God's gift in all this? Yeah. Cause he doesn't say become a Christian and life's going to be perfect from here on out from baptism on 
it's roses. Mm. Now we know that we are in a broken, hurt world, and we're just going to be pain and different things, and um, and even in you know even in a transition of jobs that you may are excited about, there's still like you're leaving something behind. Are you looking for those gifts? Yeah. Are you open to that? Yeah, that's a good. Mm-hmm. That's a good thought there. Um, I think I think that the choice is ours. Yeah. You know, um, when I was reading through this, I sort of get the sense that there's like the scripture is inviting us to these two things. I think there are two invitations here. Uh-huh. I think there's an invitation to hope. Uh huh. And I think there's an invitation to open your eyes. Um, Everything is in these pairs. Oh, yeah. And there's a positive and there's a negative. And the the invitation to hope for me is when you are going through a tough season, which that could be as simple as I'm not getting as much sleep as I (laughs) would like to get or as difficult as the loss of a parent or a child or, you know, it's it's tough to to try to speak hope into those situations but i think this duality that we see here is that when you're in those tough times you we you can be invited into hope and hopefulness because it's going to end that season will end yes at some point that's what this is speaking to me and then the flip side of that is when you're in a when you're in these good seasons and these seasons when when you're being blessed and you have family around you and your kids are at home yeah. and, and you can enjoy that we often don't have our eyes open to the blessing of the season that we're in we we're looking too far ahead mm-hmm. uh, but it's an invitation here to say pay attention to the goodness around you because it's going to end too. Oh, Whatever absolutely. good season you're in is <laughs> yeah. going to end. Time marches on. That's I, that's one of the main themes of this whole book of Ecclesiastes. It's like you can think whatever you want to think. I thought you were about to sing the song. <laughs> Time marches <laughs> uh, You can think whatever you want to think. Yeah. You can believe whatever you want to believe. Christian, not Christian, whatever. Oh, yeah. Time is perpetual and it moves whether you want it to or not. <laughs> so have your eyes open to the blessings around you. Yeah. And I, th- and I think about, you said something good about, or that just reminded me about, you know, we don't get any sleep pre kids. I was like gold. I mean, I was gold star. I was gold medal sleeper, <laughs> right? Like if I had to be somewhere at eight, I'm waking up at seven fifteen, and I'm there about like, yeah, uh, like lazing in sleep. But then I think about um, the other day we had two of our kids were sick. Our two twins were sick. And when they're sick, that means they get super cuddly. Right. And so I took a day off. It was me and one of my kids. Yeah. Me and one of the twins, which rarely happens. Right. And I got a chance to like sit on the couch with him and hold him. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I used to do this every single <laughs> night. Yeah. And then I think back to our first son. Jack and there's times now you know where he likes to get you know like a little cuddly on the couch and he'll kind of lay on me and stuff. And I'm thinking, man, remember those nights when it was three o'clock in the morning and you're rocking them and you're like, am I ever gonna sleep again? <laughs> but to have that outlook, look for the gifts, right? And I know parents say this, and if you don't have kids, you you, you probably get it, but you don't get it. Like, man, I would kill to go back to a two mm. thirty in the morning. Rocking in that chair, putting Jack to sleep, yeah. just me and him. And in that moment, am I looking at the gift of I get to bless my child, say prayers over him, rock him to sleep, be there with him, be with my thoughts, be silent mm. with him and God at this moment. And at the moment, I don't think I had that. Mm. Now I do. And go, right. man, look at the gift that I was given. Mm. Um, even though it was it could be seen as a negative. Oh, I don't get much sleep. Oh, they were up all night. They're crying. They're, they have croup. They're sick. They're whatever. Yeah. Um, but to really be like, see that gift in there. And you're right. And it's going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even when we appear that it's bad, mm. there's going to be a gift in there. Absolutely. Um, it, it, it is up to you. And I think that's one of the things we talk about hope. Mm. One, I think one of the gifts that we have as Christians right. is that we can see the hope in the dark and the pain. Mm-hmm. Because we can see the light in the tunnel, but we can also see God working in that. And that's up to us to look back and say, look, mm. 
look how God blessed me, look the gift that I would receive, whatever it may be. Um, I, I remember this is a very random thing. I remember, um, you know, even like praying for weird times so you can have a gift in the middle. This may not even, <laughs> I may be out of left field here, man. <laughs> I remember interviewing for a job. I was in college interviewing for an internship at a church. And I remember being in the room with the youth minister, we had a good interview and he was like, Hey, can I just pray for us? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So we're praying and we're sitting there and he has his head down and my head's down and we're sitting across like we are now. He starts praying. And at, and at that moment, I didn't know that like he was going through a really rough time of just like tired and working a lot and whatever. And he just said, God, give me rest. Mm. And I was like, yes, amen. And, and I was like, yes, we need rest. We always need, I was in college. I had enough rest. God, we need rest. And he was like, God, if, if that's in a form of a vacation or a coma, give me rest. And I perked up. I was like, what? say what now? <laughs> like this man just prayed for a coma. So I was like, what? He, God, he needs rest. Like, <laughs> let's get this dude. Let's get this non coma rest. <laughs> let's get this guy rest. But even like he, he was willing to be like, put me in a tough situation so I can see your blessing of rest. Yeah. And sometimes we just see negative as mm -hmm. negative, but not through the lens of a Christian of I'm trying to make this apply so hard right now <laughs> trying to be like, Hey, this is in, in the midst of some dark times. How can you see the blessing? And that may take a year or two or three with our son now being five years old. Like now I still think back to those times five years ago that I was rocking him at two 30 in the morning right. or whatever it may be. Um, are you looking at things? And then I think with this transition stage looking as a gift, and this is a good one for us to talk about today with you and Jude. He's going on. Are you looking at it as an end of something or are you looking at it as a new beginning? Mm. Like, are you mourning the end of it or, which I know you are, you mourn the end, but are you quickly going, I'm excited for the new beginning in our family and his journey mm. and our journey that's going to be walking with him. And I think for us, for Christians, that's what we got to do too. Like everything is going to end mm -hmm. and there's going to be something else. Right. Are you excited for the new chapter and the new season, what God is going to bring in that new season of life? Yeah. And we have to be optimistic mm -hmm. in that. Yeah. Um, and, and we know those people and you know those people, if you're listening, not to name any names, <laughs> but we know those people that are, it's always negative. Right. Oh, this is changing. Oh, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. And instead of being like, yeah, it's the unknown. It's going to be different. But I know God's going to work in it. And I'm yeah. excited to see the gift in the unknown. Yeah. Um, I think the transition is key. Um, there, there, it's it's important to embrace both sides of those things, but not to be stuck on the backward-looking one. Uh -huh. It's I, I, you said this earlier, and I appreciate that. Like, what did what did what did we learn? You know, what wisdom can we take from whatever season is ending, and and use that to make a better future? But like, you got to be happy about what's coming next, even if it's unknown. Because that's part of what uh, kind of handing God the keys to your life. And that's what faith and hope is. Yeah. Like is in the unknown. You, you said earlier, it's like if you're if you think you're in the speedboat and you're going from place to place to place and you're you're the captain. Yeah. You're you're driving the ship. I'm and the you know exactly now. where you're going. I just don't think that that jives really well with following Jesus. Uh -uh. I think that you've got to be one comfortable with the unknown and and telling God that. Mm -hmm you're the boss. I'm going to go where you send me. I'm going to try to be faithful in whatever place you put me. But then two is trusting that he is good and, and where he's leading and where you're going is under his control. Uh, you don't have to have control, man. It is like you're reading my notes, dog. <laughs> so, so the final point in this, uh, um, that just piggybacks with you. Cause I want you to continue. Cause this is awesome is go with the flow. Yeah. Like you are not going to change the seasons. Mm -hmm. You're not going to change time. You're not going to stop time. Mm -hmm. It's going to go on. So you can uh, um, fight and hold on with all your might um, to the past. Um, and we see this a lot in churches too. Um, of, um, oh, do you remember back in 78 when we had, we, we had were, the tent we, revival. We were, we were baptizing. We were busting at the seams. We didn't have enough chairs. People were sitting on the floor. Like, I've been a part of churches like that, that were, man, you remember back there in 82, we had this, man, let's get back to that. And I'm thinking, 
praise God for 1982, what happened in your church. But yeah. are we thinking about what's going to happen next year in our church? And are we praising God for what's going to happen? And if we're always going back, mm. trying to grasp hold of the old seasons, mm. this is what we don't, we're not looking forward to what God is going to do new in our lives right. and in our situations and our families and our church and in your business and whatever it may be um, to look forward. And so to go, to go with the flow. Mm. Um, now we can go deeper in this of, you know, don't conform to the patterns of this world. <laughs> There's all this stuff too, but we're saying like, you can't go with God's flow, go with God's flow. Right. <laughs> I, there's, um, and man, I forgot about this. I taught a class and a lesson. I forgot. I think it's in numbers, but, um, the, this vision of the new temple, uh, the vision of the new temple. And it's somewhat boring because he meets the measuring man and it's, and, and, and they plan out this measurement of the new temple. It's going to be this many cubits high and this many, this, and this many, that, and it can get pretty boring. But in this, it talks about this new river that flows out from the temple to the Dead Sea. And it's this river that flows. And he says it starts out ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep. And then it is a raging river that flows that uh, no one can cross. Mm. And this invitation is that's where we want to be. If you are living in this flow that is ankle deep, that means that you're in a speedboat. Mm. That means that you're in control. Right. I, I can control a river that is ankle deep. Like I can walk it back and forth across, do whatever I want. But if it's a strong river, if it's a deep river, if it's a raging river, which is AKA a life in Christ, his river, that I don't have any control over it. I just have to go with the flow right. and wherever it leads me. And we just have to trust and know that where he leads me is where he wants me to go. Mm. And to be ready for that transition and be mm. ready for that new season and to say, God, you're in control. Yeah. Um, and to go on from there. Yeah. That's good stuff. It's there's, there's uh maturing that has, has to happen, you know, in, in your life in Christ, because everything around us, even, you know, from, from young age, it's all, what do you want to do when you grow up? And, oh, yeah. and Jude wants to be a football player. Jude wants to be a football player, apparently. Yeah. So that was news to Jack, me. Jack said pilot, but then at lunch, he goes, I want to be a football player too. Uh, yeah, and then go. he wants to be a ninja. We had one Ar kid that wanted to be a ninja too. Well, and modern archaeologist. I We heard that. That was a pretty good one. I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't but, either. But this kid knows what he wants to be. Um, but uh, to break that mental habit of trying to have everything planned out perfectly and thinking that we're the ones in charge of this it's like that that imagery of of being in this rushing river but the river is god's goodness and yes. his will and his plan for your life and yeah. there might be some rapids yeah but if you're going in the right direction you can have peace in 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 the lack of control have you have you ever been uh white water rafting i have and i am a hundred percent Terrified I have a hundred. No, I have a hundred percent record of falling out of the boat every time. I'm too top heavy. You're a big guy. My center of gravity is yeah, way too high. Yeah, you're a big guy. We'll hit the smallest little guy, thing yeah. and I'm out. <laughs> so I have fallen out a handful of times as well. Did you do the uh, Akoi? Done the Akoi. Yeah. So you do the Akoi. Um, that's out in East Tennessee. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great time. Cleveland, I mm -hmm. believe it is. Cleveland, Tennessee, East Tennessee. Right. Uh, the '96 Olympics. That's where they did. The, the like, like the kayaking and, yeah. is at the Ocoee. Um, anyways, if you have a good guide, uh -huh. so you always have a guide and they go over instructions. When I tell you to get down, you hold your pole up and you jump down in your seat and you jam your feet you underneath brace yourself and you brace yourself. And when I tell you to go left, all left, all right, all forward, all back. And there's times where the guide goes all left. And I'm like, why are we going left? That's... <laughs> that looks dangerous. Yeah. Like that's not, but you know, after you do it a few times and then I, you know, started talking to these guys being like, like, no, you want to go where the water takes you. You don't want to fight against it. And this, I think that's for us of like, mm. we got to listen to the guide, regardless if we think we know best. Yeah. We don't. Mm. Jesus, the God, yeah, that's right. <laughs> listen to him, listen to God, listen to the spirit. Even when it's it telling you don't do this, this does not seem right. Yeah. You're like, I have to put my trust hmm. and say, okay. Um, You're killing it with the visual aids today. I, man, I'm on top of it today. <laughs>
Sleeping Babies and Whitewater Rafting. That is the <laughs> name it. It's the name of the pod. Um, the, the final thing with this too that I read um, is this idea of, and I, you know, and I think you said it with this deal of maturity. Mm. There's a time for you to grow and a mm. time for you to go. Yeah. And when you grow, you go. Yeah. Um, and you can think about it in terms of kids and schooling, because that's kind of been the theme now, but they grow up and you go to college, you grow up, you go to middle school, you go to high school, you go to, and then you graduate and you go somewhere else and you growing in your maturity and your knowledge, but growing also means go, mm-hmm. um, that there is this, um, forward process with this. And so as a Christian, you may be in the word every day and you may be in your prayer closet hours a day in this, but are you going with that? You may be growing, mm. but you may be growing and staying um, with your anchor down. Right. Saying, I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. Let me grow maturity and let me know, but I don't want to go. But a, a part of, I think, testing and, you know, testing what God's will is, his perfect and pleasing will, you have to go to test that will. Mm. And so for us in the new seasons, go along with it. Go with the flow. Uh, go where God is taking you. Um, and using all those tools, mm. using your spiritual maturity, using the fruits of the Spirit, using those that have been down that river before as guides to help you um, with that. We call, I'm doing another analogy, we call our, uh, when we go on like our big Winterfest trip, we go to Gatlinburg, there's like, 12,000 students, people that go to this big conference, big deal. It's awesome. We bring volunteers. When we bring our volunteers, chaperones, I don't call them volunteers and chaperones. I call them Sherpas. Ah. Because they've been there before. Right. And they help you along the way. Right. Do you have Sherpas in your life that have been down this river that are ahead of you mm-hmm. um, to be like, hey, let me learn from this. And so God is placing people and things in his word and maturity to help you along that river. He doesn't throw you in without a life vest and without a guide. He wants you to use what you have. Yeah. In that. The, 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 the imagery runs deep here. It's, uh, the, you, you talk about all these personal spiritual disciplines, you know, reading your Bible and spending time in prayer mm-hmm. and meditation, absolutely essential to who we are as followers of Jesus. But the, the natural, it, next step of those spiritual disciplines is action yeah absolutely and i think most often the way that happens is in the context of relationships with people it's like how is I, this stuff- I, I knew that you were going to get into <laughs> discipleship when i was talking i was like i'm there should be a countdown clock to chris talking about discipleship yes, because you, it's perfect with this you know it's coming you because it's perfect with this yeah as you mature as a Christian, the natural expression of that is going to be uh, a change in the way that you treat people and the way that you see people and, and live in community with people. And you, you hit the nail on the head there. This is forward looking and backward looking. Yeah. Uh, you should be assessing who in my life is being that river guide for me. Yeah. Who do I have that's further down the road that can show me where some of these slip ups are, can show me the right path. But then you're at a place in your life too, where you can look back where, upstream. Where and, you can be a Sherpa and, 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 River guy. and look for people who are, are not as far along in their, mm-hmm. in their life or in their mm-hmm. Christian life mm-hmm. and, and be a guide to them. Like it, you should always be in a position of looking forward to, to finding people in your life who can speak wisdom and truth and blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you turn around and do that for other people. Like if we can all do that, man, it'd be a whole lot better. That's yeah. going to be a healthy, vibrant community body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and I, and I think about who wrote this, right? Like you have to go through things sometimes to gain this wisdom. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like, you're going to have all the answers, everything mm. like Solomon learned when there was a time to be <laughs> quiet and time to talk. Like yeah. I'm sure he messed up. Uh, we know he messed Wait, up. It's in the book. <laughs> yes. Like we know there's those times. And so this isn't a deal to be like, be perfect in this, mm. but look back at man. I spoke too soon, right? Man, I was too harsh, man. I didn't embrace the transition, man. I didn't do these things and let that guide you for on. This is a lifelong journey in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get, 
bent out of shape for what happened last week, last month, last year, 10 years and go, I didn't do that well. Learn and go on. Mm-hmm. Go with the flow. You're not going to change it. You're not going to stop it. Go to the next seasons and gain that knowledge uh, to the next season of your life. There you go. Man, maybe we shouldn't get a topic <laughs> till a few hours before <laughs> next time. This was this, a good one. Well, this one was right right on the nose because of yeah. everything that's going on. You know, it's just this is on top of our minds and our hearts. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm thankful that God kind of through Johnny, you know, encouraged this yeah, conversation. A few things, and I talked to our teens Wednesday night, kind of about the you know the whole idea of are you looking at um, are you sad about the end or are you excited about the new beginning, yeah. right? And so that kind of idea has been in my head too with our seniors graduating and just in. You know, we have the new kids coming to the youth group this weekend and there's a lot of stuff just happening. And for me, this is a big transition time to the Mm -hmm. summer. Like I'm gone a lot this summer. It's, we kind of kick it into high gear, high gear, four wheel drive, let's go. And so (laughs) I can look back and be like, oh, well last summer, Mm -hmm. two summers ago, or be like, what new adventure is God Mm. putting in my life starting today? Let's, let's roll. God is alive. And moving he and acting. Zola. Yeah. Let's just watch for it and, and see how we can jump in and get involved. Absolutely. Um, we got no new updates. Just that, I mean, we love you guys. Yeah. And we are we are uh, blessed. I know we got a text message today from somebody and, and you know, and people talking to us just saying, hey, we like your podcast. Um, that is encouraging to us. Mm-hmm. That makes us feel like, hey, we're doing something good. We're, we're on the right track. Yeah. And so if you've been blessed by this, share this with somebody. If you have one episode you like, be like, hey, listen to this episode. I think mm. this will uh, bless you again, not by our words. Yeah. Um, words that God put on our heart and especially by us reading his word. Um, like and subscribe and rate and review and post and email all the, and all shares the, all and all the, the things. You guys know what's going on. Um, <laughs> well, hey, new season is upon us really every day. Every day is a new season. Mm-hmm. Um, open your eyes to what God wants you to see. Enjoy it. And enjoy it. Absolutely. Well, hey, you guys have a blessed Thursday, weekend, whatever day you listen to this. Yep. Have fun, guys. We'll catch you all next week. Bye, friends. See you.